This is a HeadGum Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. I need a bad bitch. Come on, if you a bad bitch. See, I want a bad bitch. The girl be cooking and cleaning and cleaning and cooking. She be constantly douching and cleaning her pussy. Mm -hmm. And when she step on the scene, everybody be looking. And to get in them jeans, everybody be wishing. But she only want players who far from rookie. And if you ain't got the cake, can't play with the nookie. Her titty's sitting pretty, and she's soft as a cushion. If you try to holla, she might holla. She be tooken. Mm-hmm. And she walk like a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. And she what? Talk like a bad bitch. Period. And go and get her hair and shit fixed is a habit. Yes. Now a bad bitch go and buy Finch more than average, and bad bitches get to take trips with the savage. <laughs> Period! <laughs> Greta, that's the podcast, and that's a wrap. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have an awesome day and week. Bye. That um, was iconic. I, I, I want to pitch that as a segment. Can we just Literally. say that Trina mm-hmm. is the greatest, maybe the greatest rapper of all time? Yeah. I, I I I will put her in my top five for sure. That was Webby featuring Trina. Webby featuring Trina. Yeah, yes, bad yes, bitch. Yes. Yeah, and so Trina is, um, she's iconic. She's amazing. That verse that you read right now was Webby, but her verse she goes off as as we know. I believe the Trina verse, if I can, but pull it up. Mm-hmm. Does the Trina verse come in with, man, I love them bad bitches with them sexy ass tattoos? I think that's her. It should say I N D E P E N D E N T. Do you oh, no. know what that mean, man? That's I N D E P E N T. Yeah, that's Webby. Yeah, that's him. So that's he. You know what that means? She got her own car. Yeah. So that's him. He kind of likes that. That's a word that he loves to spell. When you know a word that you can spell, you got to just keep that in the back pocket and you whip it out all the time. I was watching. I really hate to admit this on the pod, <laughs> but I was watching a carpool karaoke, okay, oh, yeah. with um, with you know Puffy, Diddy, mm-hmm. Love, Daddy, whatever you want to say, Puffy Combs, Sean Puffy all Combs, the aliases, and Corden actually asked a question that I've always been wondering, which is you know the song. It's the D, the I, the D, the D, the Y, the D, the I, the D, it's Diddy. Hold up. But yeah. he was like, why Why are you spelling Diddy did? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair question. No, that's, no, that's really, that's logic. Because I've always wondered that. Uh-huh. I was like, why is it, because, you know, in in the rap genre, we have some iconic spelling moments. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> we have U S H E R R A Y M O N D. Full name. Yeah. 
Full name is spelled out. Yeah, but but in in Diddy Love Sean Combs defense, yes. I think that D the I the D the D the Y that's did it just does not yeah. have the same effect as did. So maybe he's like you know DJ Khaled, he has his God did and he did yeah. that. So it's like Diddy did, you know, like Diddy okay. did the damn thing. So well, maybe that's, that's why I didn't watch it. I don't know if that's so what he then, said. So then I mean that basically is what he said. Oh, he okay. was like, <laughs> he was like. He was like, you know, it's Diddy, so I didn't need to finish it. And I was like, okay. He's that girl. That's correct. He's that girl. I'm like, look, he's not lying. He's not lying. Mm -hmm. Okay, look. The year's 2005. I'm going to tell you, we're already in a music zone. So I'm going to say, according to sources across the web, famously on the podcast, we like to use very reliable web sources. Mm -hmm. So this is broadly sources across across the web which we love a big you know what does that mean we don't know no this i'm gonna read the top 10 songs that they list from 2005 and i'm gonna see if they resonate with you okay number one feel good inc by gorillas no okay don't know that song did uh oh sunshine I'm feeling bad, bad in the sunshine. sunshine. I know that one. I'm useless, but not for long. That's a vibe. Is that is that feel good? Oh, that is it. Oh, that is feel okay. I didn't know the name. I, I I resonate. I I um <laughs> I mix it up with another gorilla's song. Okay, this does not resonate for me. Curious if it will resonate with you. Switch by Will Smith. Never heard. Tevi, do you know that song? Never heard. I know. What is that song? I know. Welcome to Miami. Me too. And um, getting jiggy with it. Oh yeah, same. That's it. Two iconic hits. Oh and uh, Wild Wild West. We went into two different songs. Yeah, yeah. we went into the movies. But both, but both of those are yeah. hits. So I would say those four. Here switch. comes the Men in Black. Man in Black. Yeah. Galaxy Defenders. <laughs> Honestly, they were the Guardians of the Galaxy no, before Guardians of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. Um, you and Me by Lifehouse. Cause it's you and me and all of the people in Neverland. Yeah. Yeah. Iconic. Um. Na 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 na. Don't funk with my heart. Yes. Fergie had a. Run. I wonder if we can take it all. Would you still be in love, baby? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that song is actually no, good. Grind With Me by Pretty Ricky. Absolutely. <laughs> I had a choreo. <laughs> what? Pretty Ricky. Where's their Grammy? I'm telling you. Where that is album. Pretty Ricky now? Oh, I saw them on tour, honey. Really? I saw them last year. They ate I'm- down. <laughs> Costume, changes, choreo. Never missed a beat. They are showgirls. And I will go see them again. <laughs> They're doing great. Let's get pretty Ricky on the pod. Absolutely. We might um, need a, a, one more little couch, but th- yeah. they here. Yeah. <laughs> you can sit in my lap. Yeah. Um, Speed of Sound by Coldplay. No, I don't well, how know does a lot of Coldplay go? either. I'm very bad. I know they're iconic. Speed of Sound is like, um, you will know this song, but... Tevi will pull it up or sing us a lyric. Sing me a lyric. It will come to me. Um, incomplete by Backstreet Boys. I don't no, know that the one. The only incomplete I know is Cisco. How does that one go? Um, Cause without you, girl, my life is, is incomplete. That's the only one I know. Yeah. Cisco or nothing. Um, how does it go? Ten seconds. 
Oh, yeah. Lars Cohen, no speed of sound. I, I, I don't know a lot of Coldplay or U2. I'm very bad. I mean, and honestly, it's very. I'm you sorry. can mix them up a lot. <laughs> it's fine. I know. Um, the last one that I'm going to say. <coughs> wow, this is this is a huge year. I'm just going to say five more because this was a huge year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, the Whisper song, obviously. Absolutely. Beverly Hills by Weezer. Remember that? No. Living in yeah. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Gold Digger. <laughs> Absolutely. He who should not be named yep, at this moment. But Gold Digger. Uh huh. Sugar, we're going down. Oh, yeah. We're going down, down, down and down. And then the last down. one. Oh, my God. There are so many. Um, this was such a good year e for music. Gwen Stefani, I don't want to hear it. I'm going to just say, I'm going to end it with this. Oh, uh, two, f- two final things. Okay. Ponder Replay. Whoa! Came out okay, in 2005. Wait, my homie's mom, when I tell you that song came out and she was so annoyed because she was like, what is all this? Run, 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 run. Turn that mess off. Yeah. <laughs> she would get so annoyed I mean, with the run, 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 run. It it's was, an annoying song. It was, an, it was annoying. If we never saw that we were going to get to where we are now. No. I, I did not predict that. Me And, and that's the wonder of entertainment, honey. <laughs> You know, 100%. one day you can be 15 recording uh-huh. Ponda Floor, uh-huh. getting flown in from Barbados. Absolutely. And the next thing you know, you can be a billionaire. Uh-huh. Fenty Furniture. It's it, coming. It's coming. 100%. And the song I want to end us on, because it's one of my favorite songs to this day, okay. is One Thing by Amory. Whoa. And that is the song of the summer. It Literally, is, that's a constant meme. Like, it is a Marie weather. It's, like, it's this one why, thing that got me tripping. And she's so tiny. I worked at TSA for two years, and she flew a few times during... Um, I was at T4. Shout out to T4. Wait, um, you worked at TSA? Wait, hold on. I'm just kidding. I need to introduce... <laughs> I haven't even introduced our guest. You guys, I promise you guys, I don't have COVID. I had a very bad cold, <laughs> and I got over it. You take off your mask. I know you're driving, <laughs> listening to this, and being extra. But it's not COVID. I'm I'm on the end of this little little cough that I've got, but I was sick, and I made sure that I was 100% great for Miss Greta, we so don't feel, do that. We feel safe, and you know what? We especially, we especially didn't have COVID in the year 2005. <laughs> we were living in we South not. Central slash Inglewood, yes, we Los were. Angeles, California. Yes, we were. We are X Mile. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we're gonna we're gonna get into it all. And especially we can get into TSA. I mean TSA, Wait. I I I was an amazing amazing agent. I didn't fuck around. And I I am sure. And I brought a lot of fun to the checkpoint and managers were so jealous of my light. And they were like, X, when you get here, before you get here, it's so quiet. As soon as you get here, it's so loud. Everyone's laughing. People are just like bopping around. Everyone's smiling. I was like, sounds like I'm bringing some joy to the workplace. Well, I'm not going to lie. You have a uh, intoxicating energy to be around. It's very like it. It fills a room. Oh, okay. You know what I in mean? In a good way. Oh, okay, uh, good. Honey, intoxicated <laughs> to me is a fabulous <laughs> word. Yeah. I mean, in a great way. It's like <coughs> I was just saying before we started recording. Mm-hmm. I worked out at seven o'clock in the morning this morning. Something I never do because Ooh, I'm asleep. I need. I'm a sleep girly. I okay. need sleep. No, I love that too. And. I worked out at 7 a.m. and like I was so fucking tired and I was in here and I was sluggish and then you literally came in 
I'm absolutely having the time of my life. <laughs> yeah. So I can only imagine mm-hmm. the energy that you were bringing to TSA. Oh, yeah. Now, TSA has nothing to do with high school. No, obviously. absolutely not. But I, I'm just saying, like, I met, that I just got there because I met Amory. She's so tiny and petite and was so nice and so kind. And it was so great working there. Um, I've met so many people, but I'm also born and raised in L.A., like you said, South Central Inglewood area. But we would go to Hollywood and drive through there. My mom would do the Lady Bird thing of, like, we always went to go look at homes. I love that. Of where she said that where I'm supposed to be, like, where you're going to be. This is where you're going to live, the money you're going to make. Where would she take you? What was um, where we would places? We would drive down uh, definitely Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. always, like, La Brea, Wilshire area. Yeah. We would definitely, like, cut down La Brea, go all the way down. There's still a vintage shop there that I love that, like, has pieces that I would just go and just touch the clothes in high school and that. be obsessed with. And um, I've always been a thrift girly and a vintage snob. Yeah. And like the pieces there were for like, from like the 50s and 60s, they're like $600 a dress. And I just would just want to touch them and love- stuff like that. So yeah, so my mom, she was like very big on that. And so we would always see like celebrities and stuff growing up. So it was never a thing for me. Right, right. I would see fucking Shamar Moore at, at Santa Monica Beach. Like all every the time. weekend. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, we're in high school. Yes, we are. What was the vibe? What was your high school like? Was it big? Was it small? Mm-hmm. What was going on with you? Were you always into performing? Was it clicky? Tell me everything. Yes, I loved high school. I feel sorry for anybody. It, like So many times you get in a conversation with people and they're like, I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of high school. Yeah. Fucking hated high school. I loved it. High school was the shit. I love that High for school you. was the best. I knew bills were coming and I did not want that shit. Yeah. I did not want how... <laughs> Excuse me, how people were so pressed to get out of high school. My baby brother was born when I was 16, and my mom was like, You're gonna learn a valuable lesson about sex. You're not gonna wanna fucking open your legs at all. So she would make me get up at 12 a.m., feed, burp, and change my brother, and then go to sleep, wake up again at 4 30 a.m., and do it again. Oh, so, baby, my God. I would see my homegirls that was pregnant in high school. I was like, Bitch, you have no idea what's coming. This little belly is cute now, honey. It was terrible. So I was like, very focused, always um, always performing. I've been performing since I was eight years old, always on the dance team, was a cheerleader. You know, I played basketball first year, hated it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to dance. Yeah. <clears throat> but my mom knew that I was a thicker girl always, so she was like, I just want you to be active. And I was like, dancing is athletic. Like, yeah. But my mom, she just saw athleticism to be so binary, to right. be like, Football, basketball, baseball, Running, anything like with a ball. Is. I'm yeah. like, bitch, cheering, dancing is very much so athletic. So I, um, what was crazy was the school I went to was Dorsey High School. Shout out Dons and Donnas. We don't play. Um, it's I'm a DDC, DDP for life. Our rivalry with Coleslaw is very fucking deep. Mm. I don't even say it's actual school name, but it's Coleslaw. They know their name. Mm-hmm. And um, um, we are rivals. It's, it's not a game because let me give you a little bit, Greta, because I know you're not from where I'm from. Mm-mm. But Dorsey is notoriously a blood school. Okay. Coleslaw is notoriously a crib school. So the the hoods that we was in, that's that's what the gangs that were related to that. So our rivalry went far deeper than just, I don't fuck with your school. It's like, I don't fuck with your gang. You feel me? So I was not an active gang member, but I was absolutely affiliated. Right. Because I needed protection. That's just what it is. So when, and it was real, we would go to their school and for every one cheerleader, there would be two police officers 
walking with us to the restroom or anywhere else outside of where we were cheering. Oh, my God. Um, and they would throw cans of oranges at us, tomatoes at us. Um, but we got their ass back. We uh, allegedly froze paintballs and lit their ass up. That's alleged. <laughs> um but don't, but it was it was real. It was real. And the thing was, what was crazy is that um Dorsey changed me forever. I was a very much so a little nerd. I went to Fauche. Um, you, I was in the USC learning uh, program, mm-hmm. so I had to go to school at 6.30 a.m. at USC before regular class. We had mandatory summer school. Oh, my we God. We had mandatory what was called intercession. So we were basically in school all year, except when it came to Thanksgiving, Christmas, Martin Luther King Day. That's it. They're like, baby. And I was like, but it's Malcolm X's birthday. They said, go to school. He ain't got a day. You going to school. <laughs> it's MLK Day. That's it. And I was like, I was trying to make I was like, but Harriet, tell Malcolm today's birthday. <laughs> birthday they said get your little ass your black ass going to school so i was there so i was such a little nerd i played the flute i love that and i'm born and raised in church we had a band the mighty men and women of valor i was on the band like i was a sweet little innocent and the thing so you is, played the flute on the band in the yes, band in the band and i would like to say my mama had me in the hood but i was not of the hood so even though i was like in the hood my whole life like she very much so i couldn't hang i had one friend she got pregnant at 12 mama said well that's it and I Pregnant had no more friends at 12. at 12, honey. I'm still was trying to figure out how to audition to be a Spice Girl. And I'm like, 12, you got a whole baby and said, what the fuck is going on? Crazy. But she was fast and my mama knew she was fast. And, you know, it, and also she's 12, too. She's a baby. So I'm sure there were some things happening to her that course, called her to course, be that um, curious sexually. Um, so, yeah. I so. mean, now that person has a child that's literally 23 years old. 100%. Which is wild I know and you're 34 yeah 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 so it's, it was wild so my mom my mom was like not a, even though my whole family loved my family they're great people but some of them are criminals and she would keep me away from that life even when I was around them I wouldn't hear talks about that certain things if I was like being nosy they didn't know I was in there I would hear certain shit that was said and like Oh, okay, so my cousin is really doing this and this is that. What does that word mean? You know, I was so mm-hmm. curious. So what happened was, my long story short, my mom and my birth father were going through a custody battle. My mom had me her whole life. Um, but then he wanted to get custody of me, and it wasn't to actually raise me. It was just because he didn't want to fucking pay child support. So the school that I was supposed to go to, Laces, they didn't fuck around with um with dates and as far as like deliverables like we had to write an essay while we wanted to go to the school there was homework before the fucking semester started but I was in and out of court so I was late and Lacey was like okay catch you next semester so the only school that was taking me was my home school and that was Dorsey right so first day of school when I'm there I was very much so loved a monochromatic look Mm, I still do you still do still do to this day I love a monochromatic look you know why it Always looks expensive. I don't care. It always does, no matter what. It, it, it can be always anything. Yeah, it'll always hit. So people will say matchy, matchy. I don't give a fuck. No. So, but the thing was, I decided to wear a blue monochromatic look. Remember, I told you I'm at a blush. Yes, yes. And I wanted to be monochromatic down so much. I've toned it down now, but I had blue laces and blue mm, shoes. Mm, mm. Now, for all the listeners of the pod who are not familiar with gang culture, when when you have on a specific shoelace that is a specific color, that means that, oh, you really are with the shits when it comes to this hood. So some you may see some bloods that may have on a blue, predominantly blue chuck, 
mm-hmm. but they're going to have a red lace right? to diss them, to be like, okay, so you know who I'm rolling with, right? right. So the fact that I had on all blue and that I had on blue jays and some blue shoelaces, it's like, oh, you coming up in this blood school and you really had no idea. Right. My mama didn't tell me. I don't even think she knew. I didn't know. So I what happened? Not, I'm going to tell you. So I'm walking around and I got my rolly backpack, nerd as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Greta, for real, I came from Fauché Learning Center to where I have to keep all my things. I have I have a, a fucking, um, everything's laminated. I got my syllabus. I'm ready. I'm writing not the, the class. syllabus. Absolutely. <laughs> what? Teacher's pad. I don't give a fuck. I'm going somewhere. I always knew right. that I was great and I was like this is what the fuck you have to do Yeah. so I'm rolling around with my rolly backpack doing that and like the bell rings to go to class nobody moves and at Fauché it was like especially in the USC learning program you get docked for being late you get detention you get all these all these consequences so you better book your ass to class Right. so I'm booking it and everybody's just kind of like rolling their blunt kind of like you know chilling some people are actually leaving the campus I'm like the fuck is going Crazy. on? So there's a part at Dorsey, and it might still be there. I'm sure it's still there. Um, there's a part at Dorsey at the time that was called the Strip. Only Bloods be on the Strip. I'm walking on the Strip, Greta, with my all blue and my really black. Hat. I'm scared, personally. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk up, and they say, um, who's now my big cousin who loves me so much, but she banged on me my first day. So my cousin Patrice, she comes to me, and I forgot who her who her best friend was at the time. But they was like, they was like, "Blood, where you from?" And I was just like, "Oh, the welcome committee." <laughs> I was just like, you know, like we're here, you know, just like at Fauché. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I'm really like a nerd, right? And I was just like, oh, I'm from LA, and they was just like, and they like pressing me. They're like close my body mm-hmm. and like what you doing with them blue laces on I'm like well it matches my outfit yeah you know and they naturally could tell, and they could tell like I am not I, I don't know what I'm such a fish out of water I have right. no idea what the fuck is going on and so then so then Patrice my cousin she was like um she was like what she was like man your, your shoe size you got a big shoe and I was like yeah so then they start roasting me and then they realize as they're talking to me I'm not comprehended and I'm so like not with the shits and I'm not a crip at all like I'm not affiliated with nobody and then somebody just yells out blood is a square blood is a square so if they're talking to you and they'll they'll call you a blood greater not knowing you're not a blood but they're just referring to you that's a noun they're, they're meaning right. person this girl blood right? right so when they say blood is a square blood is a square they stop pressing me and they was like all right just so you know don't wear them shoelaces no more and I was like, okay, cool. And so you would think that would make me be like, I got to get the fuck up out of here. Right. But it was something that was about the whole energy of the school. I love that our football team was the shit. I love that our games was lit. I yeah. was like so fucking shallow and superficial. And I just love that it was all people that are from where I'm from. I think, so, too, yeah. that like going to a school where your football team's amazing and it's like where you gather and where you have kids that are like from where you're from Mm -hmm. and that are around and that you're like that you feel this kind of community with in whatever way that may take form that's the kind of shit that you see in movies Mm -hmm. you know like I always 
envied schools. Like all that I wanted was to go to a school that like had a big game yeah. on like Friday night and yeah. like Yeah, oh it was lit. You know and it was the whole hood would come out because we had so much like Dorsey and especially Dorsey and I'll say their name Crenshaw. Dorsey and Crenshaw <laughs> games were so major they were covered by ESPN. And like right. at one point the most amount of football players in the NFL came out like we were like top five. It's crazy in, in the country where they were coming from. That's crazy. You know, and it's just kinda like but not only them like just big names of people like you know dj mustard he was two years older dj than me. mustard on the beat i yes, love dj yeah. mustard i knew him as dijon and he um he was <laughs> the uh um the dj for our our uh 05 like uh, graduation party. That's insane. Yeah, at the homie Samandi's house. Yeah, and so I remember, I remember, well, as he's known now, DJ Mustard, I remember him being the little hustle man because I was in school during the time where they were doing the shift and making everything healthy. Right. So they took away our Fruitopias. They took away all of our fucking... Not the Fruitopia. Absolutely. All of our noodles. Everything was just granola bars and, like, flavored water. And we were like, fuck that. Okay. So, so Dijon, he was, um, he was slang in like fruit roll-ups, Capri Suns, Hot Cheetos, <laughs> and he was raking it in. Can I just say, because I also, that is something that like our age group lived through, mm -hmm. that like strange shift when everyone was like, oh, like gushers aren't good for you. <laughs> like yeah. who knew? Yeah, yeah. And then like everything kind of switched over. Yeah, Hot Cheetos has no nutrients. Yeah, like wow. what? And yeah. then like, oh, we shouldn't be just giving these kids like chicken fingers and french fries every 100%. single day. But then, okay, so then we got in, we got hit with 9 million granola bars. Yeah. You, of course, have Nature Valley, mm -hmm. Green, Oats and Honey, Iconic. I yeah. love her. I will eat her at Crafty sometimes. Yeah. You have Chewy Bars, whatever. And then we got Vitamin Water. And Vitamin Water was really marketed to us, I feel, as being like a healthy... Water. water. And it was like, no, water is healthy. Yeah. Just water. Yeah, yeah, Just good yeah, old-fashioned yeah. water. And then 50 Cent came on the scene. He was like, let me slap my name on it. And I was yeah. like, I need that 50 Cent vitamin water. Of course. Water. <laughs> Give me that 50 water immediately. Of course. What? I want to be down with the unit. But I'm, then, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the first lady of G-Unit. There you Give go. Give me my vitamin water. <laughs> Period. But then we all realized all of this shit the granola bars, the vitamin water, same amount of sugar, 100%. Same amount of fucking artificial they just slap shit. Slap a fucking organic label on it, and it's just like, and that's when Hot Cheeto Puffs. See, y'all don't know, I was there when Hot Cheeto Puffs first came on the scene. Mm. That's when it was in like the little Pringles can type the thing. The cylinder, I remember that. 100%. And what happened was all the pregnant girlies at school. <laughs> They had did some shit, and we was like, what the fuck are you doing? And they had started eating hot Cheetos with cream cheese. Wow. And that was the shit. Delicious. That, to this day, undefeated. It's a divine But snack. Philadelphia. Yes. Don't give me none of that Kite Hill organic <laughs> vegan that you made out of paper mache, bitch. Give me some fucking Philadelphia cream cheese with yeah. the hot Cheeto ball or the puffs because I need a, a thick a dust of GMO yeah. on that bitch. It needs to coat the finger. I mean, Absolutely. we all know that. Yeah. And then it needs to be, you need to be using your teeth to kind of scrape mm -hmm, the mm -hmm, dust mm -hmm. off. <laughs> and that's something that you should do in private. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like, wouldn't suggest on a date. No, I wouldn't. No. But yeah. there would be some kids in school, like I have, <laughs> watching some people eat certain foods, like I personally cannot watch people eat yogurt. 
Like, I don't know what it is. Ooh, Watching that's, people that's eat messy. yogurt and then, from a cup. And then around the mouth. Uh, and uh, get, uh, mm, 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 licking the lid? No, licking you. the lid? Ew! No, I'm with you because I'm a very much so, I, I, I know this might get me canceled, but I am not a condiment girl. <laughs> I am not. I hate anything wet. Like, shout out to my grandpa. May he rest in peace. He would make the best fucking ribs, and he would hit me with some dry, dry rub. rib. Okay, that's Cause good. here's my thing: if I gotta do all that sauce, is this shit really good? Cause, <laughs> because you like, don't know. You get the burger, get the burger, but you gotta get the sauce. I'm like, that shit should be juicy as fuck without this sauce. You're and not I, wrong. I'm not at the texture. I literally like, and shout out to my friends who are so kind because when they have their ketchup and they know the smell, the look, and the side of it makes me throw up. Like literally in my mouth, they'll turn their their plate so that you don't see yeah or smell it or it's just or literally it's you so bad Greta smell it? no if you walked in and you had like a hot dog with mustard oh I'd be God. like oh Greta you had mustard and and I don't mean and I know it comes off so but I have like a visceral reaction it's like it's really bad you and my husband my husband hates sauce he eats fucking dry sandwiches like but I, I don't would, I would argue it. are they dry no he says the same thing they're juicy they're he good they're seasoned dry. they're flavored yeah. they're good no okay I'm 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 with that. I'm with Mr. Greta. I I'm love, with him on that. That's what we should call Abe, Mr. Greta. Absolutely. That's he's the husband of you. Mr. Greta. Yeah, he's yeah. Mr. Greta. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. If I ever have a kid, I'm going to make the kid's friends call him Mr. Greta. <laughs> I'm going to say, you call me Greta. You yeah, call him, him Mr. Mr. Greta. <laughs> Absolutely. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. <laughs> I do love a dry rub. Uh, this has nothing to do with high school, but I do love a dry rub drink. <laughs> no, we, we were talking about hot Cheetos and we were talking about the transition. Wing. And, and everything like that in high school. So, yeah. So, and also, too, I wanted to stay at Dorsey because by the second semester, I had found my space. My homegirl, Shivy, shout out to Siobhan. Me and her been, that's been my nigga since, uh, I would say, what, uh, sixth grade? Like, me wow. and her. Like, I love her so much. She is so, so amazing. And I love her. And so, when, when she was at Dorsey, and then I started, like, found, like, my place right. and I started finding like where 
um, where I belong and then I auditioned to be a chick. Like I was like, my, my mom was like, you gotta get out. And then I was like, no mom, I wanna stay, I wanna stay. Like I'm starting to find my place. Like I know I got banged on and almost died, but it's fine. Like we're all good. All the bloods almost are good. Almost died? They know that I'm, no, I'm just, I'm being oh, dramatic. I was about because, to be like, because like, it's like you made it sound very nice. <laughs> no, I'm just, I was being dramatic because like, had I been affiliated, like I've seen Crips that came right. to our school and thought that they were big shit. And like, I've seen them get jumped terribly you know and so i'm just saying like i was just saying that in dramatic terms but i'm like yeah i found my footing i found people i found who i'm supposed to be with and it was just kind of like i need to i need to stay here because i feel it's great for me to have community and i i found a place where i belong which is where you want to yes, be was, when you're a teenager i mean 100%. look we want to belong all throughout life, of mm -hmm. course. But like, especially when you're a teenager, feeling that way, feeling that way when you're 14 years old is life-changing. Yeah. Because you could have gone to a smaller school or the school that you were intending on going to that you were too late and filling out all the forms mm -hmm. and whatever, but maybe you wouldn't have felt the same level of community and like... Yeah, and I think what I loved is that at Dorsey, so I was like extremely religious, self-righteous little church girl. And um, I think I held my ground. I'm very grateful. I Now looking back in retrospect, obviously I'm still a believer, but I do have my critique. I have notes on the church. Church, I have notes. <laughs> what 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 um, kind of religion were you raised in? I was born and raised apostolic. Okay. So apostolic is like next level Christian because like in the black church, you know, you have Methodist, Baptist, you have um, Pentecostal, you have apostolic, so you have non-denominational. Like we all fall under that umbrella. So it's basically like gangs. It's like, right. it's like, okay, listen, but aren't we all down with the big G-O-D? Isn't that the real it's thing? It's like the thing, the connective tissue there. 100%. But then it would be judgment like apostolics, like we baptize in Jesus' name. Some people baptize in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So if you came to the apostolic church, they were like, Greta, not baptized girl. Right. They didn't say in Jesus' name when it went down. It's like, are we really getting into semantics? I right. went underwater, bitch. Right. I, I was submerged. Yeah. <laughs> I was they took submerged. me down. I got yeah. up. Yeah. And then you have people, you have Church of Christ. Like, they don't use any musicians. They don't use any music. Okay, see, now I don't like that. Yeah. yeah, that's very boring to me. And I think no, and it was it was for me too. Um, I have a very close friend that was there, but then I was like, oh, this is a very different. I judged it at first, but then I was like, oh my god, this is a different experience, and you can really hear the voices so clearly. Mm. And I will say this. At all the Church of Christ churches that I've been to, I felt a far more sweeter spirit from them mm -hmm. versus other churches I've been to that had musicians. I I don't know what the deal is with that, but I'm just letting you know that's another umbrella of like churches. So the right. black church, so apostolics, we we believe that you have to be baptized in Jesus' name mm -hmm. and that you have to be endowed with the spirit of the Holy Ghost and speak it in other tongues that the spirit of God give utterance to get into heaven. Wait. So it's similar to Pentecostal in the way 100%. that yeah. you I need say apostolic to... and Pentecostal is like tomato, tomato. Yes. It's just, it's the same shit. But Pentecostal, doilies, no earrings, only uh, you're wearing is like your and only uh, wedding rings. Only skirt, apostolic is skirts too. I have, if you you born and raised in church, you Pentecostal, apostolic, you got a jean skirt in the trunk. Have you ever talked to Io about this? No, but I know I know that Io like notoriously grew up in, in She in on that my way. podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. she talks 
all about growing up Pentecostal. And, and we never got a chance to do that. She, I had the luxury of having her be a part of Who Made the Potato Salad a few times. Yeah. But she was like heavy and killing it in the stand-up world and I was predominantly doing sketch and improv. Right, right. So we never really got to cross like that, but I would love to talk to her about this. It is... Like, I, I mean, I, this is very unique to me only, <laughs> but I find religion fascinating. No, um, I do too. It's so interesting to me. And it's also interesting when, like, something that I love talking about on my podcast is I love the, like, perceived autonomy of teenagers. Mm -hmm. The way that teenagers feel adult and feel that they're making these decisions and yeah. feel in charge of their life when, like, they're really not yet. No. So I always am so intrigued to talk to people who were religious teens. Yeah, and I, what what I will say is that I do not like how self-righteous and judgmental I was mm. at the time, but that's all I knew, and my whole community just echoed that sentiment. Right. So, and I was being, like, inundated and brainwashed to believe that this was the way to, believe, to be. And I do have my notes about the church, but fundamentally I'm very much so grateful at how communal it was. Yeah. I was able to get that's how I got hired at TSA that's how I got hired at so many jobs because our church and our network were so big and, and they took care of each other 100% and, and yeah. also too like we like even women when they were having babies you know like the church is such a huge place for them to like learn about motherhood and get help and help with daycare and all of that so I'm very grateful about the positive things of it but what I'm saying in reference to high school is that I know that my fear of hell is why I did not have a baby. I did not, I was not taught, Greta, how to navigate men. I was not taught how to navigate relationships, anything. I just literally was like, I'm not having sex until I'm married. Obviously I had sex before I got married. But <laughs> I was just like, in high school, I would have been just a little sex rat if I, I was so scared right. of hell. And now I know that to look in God and, and fear him in that way is 100% inappropriate and has nothing to do with why he came and who he is. It has nothing. The Lord is like literally in heaven. Like, why did y'all put me in it? I have yeah. nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Literally, Dee Leaks, why am I in it? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> God, I'm over here. I'm like, God said, and he's like, girl, no, yeah, he's like, relax. I didn't say that. Yeah, so, and, but what, I, what I'm grateful for is that in high school, everybody knew where I stood, and even the people that they would try to roast me, they felt like they had bets on if I was going to get fucked on prime night. They, oh, they did my that. God. They would do, like, there was this one boy... And what he would do is, is I would be whispering to him, and I'll, I'll, I'll be saying anything, like telling him, I'm like, can you give me something, can you, or like, you have the notes for something, something. He'd be like, no, Sochi, I will not fuck you. Like, he, they would fuck with me, and they would do that, and they would roast me all the time, and they would do that, and they would be like, Sochi, no, you cannot suck my dick, stop, go. That's like, and so they would do funny. that all the time because they knew how much approved I was and stuff like that. But Did even you even then, kiss anyone in high school? Mm, uh, no. Wow. My first kiss was this boy. He was so fine, brown skin, green eyes in eighth grade. Wow. And I think kissing in high school, no. When I tell you, Greta, I was crazy. I was so focused on my goals. 
I mean, I it's paid off. Any guy that tried to talk to me, I'm like, I'm going to be a star on Broadway once I get out of high school, so what are you going to do? I auditioned for Alvin Ailey's Summer Dance Intensive literally second week I was graduating high school that I after I graduated. I begged my mom and she got me, I, I like literally stayed at like this rinky dink hotel and it was 2005, like in the heart of New York. I had my little styrofoam Statue of Liberty thing walking around like the biggest tourist that I could be. And was that your first time in the city? 100%. Wow. And I didn't get in. I was like, uh, I hadn't even turned 18 at the time because my birthday's July 27th. So I was 17 years when old. When you graduated. Out there. I had just graduated and I was like determined. So I, I was always, until this day, men have never been the center of my life as far as like a relationship. My mama told me since I was 16, I got my first job at Old Navy. She's like, you need money. Yeah. You go get money. And not that like she made me like hold down a job and like help with the bills. She's like, no, you need your own money. You go get money and, and live your dream. And I've always been focused on that. I love that. I feel so grateful that I also was raised by a mom that was like, you are always going to make your own money. You are always going to rely on yourself. You're the only person that you can rely on Shout ultimately. Shout out to our mamas, yes. Because like, it's true. And I mean, sometimes I put so much pressure on myself. Same. Um, An unrealistic amount. Oh I my believe. god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when no. we're already doing 50, 11 things. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but the you know, I. The thing is, I do feel that we put pressure on ourselves. And I'm not saying it's good. It's it's actually famously bad. Mm -hmm. But it's because, like, we know deep inside that we can do all of those things. Mm -hmm. Like, I know the pressures that I put on myself are unrealistic. The expectations I have for myself are unrealistic and crazy. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, but I also know I can do all of these things. 100%. I think I have, um, and I think you have the same thing, I have a healthy amount of good delusion. Yeah. Like, since I was little, like, I always knew, always was a bossy pants, like, always, like, saw, like, okay, we're walking out at our fifth grade graduation, but we all shouldn't walk out at the same time, and maybe there should be a formation or something. <laughs> Of some sort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I always had notes and I always was like, no, I want to wear this. Like, I always was like a little off kilter. I was always like leaning to the left. Like, whenever it was like free dress day, I went all out and like always was like, I'm going to be on TV. But I would also have to give it up to my mom and my community, my village, which was her friends, our extended family, and my church that always told me I could do it. Yeah. I have never heard that you can't do something. So good. So I, I'm very grateful because self-esteem is not a solo sport. I say that. I it's believe true. that. So I 100% like sit here with the little success that I've been getting. like, And I that is on the backs of like my whole village. I want to ask two things before we go into our high school guidance counselor moment. Mm -hmm. I want to ask, number one, what was your fa what was going on with you in fashion in high school? Yeah. I want to know like what were the looks, what was happening with you? Because anyone, I mean, everyone that comes on my show has, oh, no, we have has to bring it. It's some kind of <laughs> look going. Yeah. So I need to know that. And I also need to know. In, because you know, being a performer, being driven to do these things in high school when you're young, were you more stressed auditioning for that kind of stuff when you were younger than when you were, when you got them now, than when you're mm -hmm. older? 
And we can get into that conversation after you answer my fashion question. So, shockingly, I was not very much so a fashion girl on the day-to-day at school. I was always in sweats because I was always ready to rehearse. Mm. I was always ready to dance. And, like, you can ask my homegirls, when we will rehearse, people that were late, I'm like, okay, well, she can't be in it. Right. Like, I did not fuck around. Absolutely. Still to this day. Like I You have to be. I I just was like, to me, every time I performed, it was the Staples Center. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. Even now with who made the potato salad, every time we go up, it's the garden. I don't give a damn that if it's the tank and it's a hundred people. Yeah. The way that I'm gonna promote this, the way that I'm gonna talk to people, like in New York, Greta, I used to take Uber pools so I could talk to more people and promote the show. I'm obsessed with that. Absolutely. Like I believe in it wholeheartedly. So no, was not a fashion girly like that. But when it came to events, I served a look. I mm-hmm. came with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then no, I wasn't as stressed out stressed out in auditions when I was younger. I'm far more stressed out now because I have real bills. Right. And I would say, you know, being um the best example of a big sister to my baby brother is the most important thing to me. He's my greatest challenge and reward. And I take being a big sister very, very, very fucking seriously. I mean, with, with that age difference, it really does become like a maternal, you become like a maternal figure yeah, he's in 19, his life. he's gonna be 20 this year and I'm fucking losing it. Is he in college? Yeah. He's wow. gonna be transferring over to Morehouse next year. So wow. I told him, because he's a black man in America, I said, you have to go to an HBCU. I don't give a fuck what you do after that, but there's never gonna come another time where you will be that age and you just get to fucking learn and try and meet people and be a part of your community and only your community. Like, out of in America, there's not many good experiences they afford to black people, but that's one of them. Well, iconically, Will Miles, a Morehouse graduate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. lovely person. Yeah, that's Morehouse been on my man, pod. like they're they're amazing. They really, I mean, and again, I think like it goes to caring for your community and caring mm-hmm. for the people that you come up with. Like it feels like from I grew up in DC and I knew a lot of kids that went to HBCUs mm-hmm. and it really does I mean Howard is like I mean huge that's the I mean they're the top Howard Spelman Morehouse like definitely but Howard they always say that like you know like that's like the real HU and stuff like that and so many amazing people I've met have come out of there and I think that's no coincidence yeah and I just feel like you can tell that everyone takes it seriously and it's mm-hmm. nice it's like I don't know. I feel like so many people don't understand or value the importance of community and like mm-hmm. having people in your life and f- really just feel the depressive aspects of like, well, I'm a, I'm just alive on this rock and I'm just like no. traversing this journey alone. You no, know? you can't. I always say I'm a community made artist and I don't give a fuck who you are. It is impossible to be self made. We need to do away with that title. I know. It's such fucking bullshit. I can never. I don't even give a fuck. And and it, it, no matter, even if you were doing this on your own, you asked somebody for help, you had to, somebody was in the wings. I mean, it takes a village to raise an actor. I truly, like, I don't know how many casting directors, people that I've never seen spoken to or I booked this commercial and then all of a sudden I'm at this party and she's like yeah I gave them your name and I'm like oh my god who are you and she was like oh I saw you at UCB and I'm like wow and this took all the way to LA and I'm just like this is insane this this happened to me on this project that we were speaking about okay and this woman came up to me and I was so shocked I was like I had no idea that this woman knew who I was and you really do like never know and it's like this person found out about me 
through being a fa- being fans of Matt Rogers mm-hmm. and all these people, and I'm just like, oh, it's the interconnectivity of yeah. these communities and these worlds that like do lead to opportunity and success. Yeah, and so like, there's no way to be self-made, and I wouldn't even pride myself on that. I don't even see that as an accomplishment. It's really not a flex. When I see people that have like self-made tattoos, tattoo, <laughs> yes. I have electric I, chair. Electric I chair. know someone that has <laughs> self-made tattooed across his chest, and I'm like, "Are you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Are you self-made?" Because I'm pretty sure like you took your mom's money and got that tattoo. One hundred percent. Wow, that's that's very weird. That's very very weird. Sorry to that man. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah, no. Oh my goodness, there's a knock on the door because we're in the high school guidance counselor's office. <laughs> Can you believe that? Ready, that transition? Can you believe that gorgeous oh transition? I just saw Meg's daughter really quickly. <laughs> and who is my queen, who I love so love much. Love Miss Meg. Yeah. M- me, Meg, Sydney went to Renaissance Fair. And what is that? Oh, my God. It is a fair. Okay. Well, it was me, Megan, Sydney, Patty Harrison. Mm-hmm, who I love. And two of our other friends went to Renaissance Fair. You know... Patty is amazing at being like, this thing is happening, let's go. And I'm like... Oh, I'm that type of person, too. I love I that. love it. I, I gotta get Patty to give me in that group chat. I would love to go. Please. Well, now you're in. Consider mm-hmm. yourself in. Um, Renaissance Fair is a huge fair um, that is Renaissance-era themed. So, like... Like Beyonce? No, honey. Oh, like we're talking, we're talking like knights. I can't hear the word Renaissance and not think of Beyonce. No, no, no. We're talking about knights at the round table. Okay, we're talking about um, people cosplaying. We're talking about LARPers. We're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. Were y'all in costume? Well, you know me. (laughs) You know me. I would. What I hear? Well, you know. Were we in costume? Absolutely not. Absolutely you know, not. we had Sydney Washington looking gorgeous as First ever. Because everyone who you mentioned, you guys are all fashion girlies. So yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. Sydney's looking gorgeous. Megan's looking gorgeous. I'm, of course, looking gorgeous. Patty also, guess what? Gorgeous. Iconic, yeah. Um Patty got herself a huge Harry Potter sorting hat. <laughs> Love. And was wearing like kind of really big steampunk like beetle goggles. Then she gave me her little like Peter Pan kind of three-pointed 100%. chapeau. Uh-huh. And then Sydney was observing and, <laughs> and Megan was also observing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I will say thank God Patty got that sorting hat because that's how I was able to spot her. Ooh, because then if good. I would lose her in the crowd, I'd say there's the massive hat. We you love know, a bad bitch with a brain. I can show you when we're done with the podcast, I'll show you a little video of what was happening <laughs> at Renaissance Fair. But now in the high school counselor's office. And in uh-huh. this section of the pod, you get to rectify a wrongdoing of your high school past. Whether that's you saying fuck you to someone or you apologizing to someone, you mm-hmm. get to cure whatever may be ailing you from the yonder years of the yesteryears, the yesteryears, the yonder years, whatever, the yesteryears of high school. Mm-hmm. See, Renaissance Fair is hitting me now. I'm like, thou hast shalt <laughs> rectify the yonder years. Yes, now you sound wise, Gamgee. 
Period. <laughs> Period. That's a Lord of the Rings reference. I don't know if anybody does that watches the pod. Oh, did yeah. you see? Oh, no. No, no. no I, had a, I had a podcast that never saw the light of day called Lord of the Blings where I was I watching that. it with a like certified fan. Like He never emoted. Shout out to Dave. And he was an improviser. And he literally cried. I mean, not not Orlando Bloom revealing on the Howard Stern show that he only got paid one hundred and seventy five thousand for all three Lord of the total for the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, because in my mind, I was Greta, like, "You're in, fucking lying to no, me." No, no, I'll send you the clip. In my mind, ow! In my mind, I'm like, "Oh my god, Orlando Bloom has forever money." Because of the trilogy. Wow. And he only got paid 175000 And he talks about it. He was like, he was like, you know, I was a nobody. And they offered it to me when no one knew who I was. And he was like, obviously, like, I would never yeah. change it because it we made don't my know. career. And then also if they're rushing you and you don't know. Because here's the thing. I came up watching TLC and New Edition and I knew not to sign a fucking thing. So even before I had a lawyer, I said, fuck that. Well, no, go get me one. Like, even when I was a nobody, like, even before, like, the Facebook series Strangers, I'm like, mm-mm. No, I'm not signing a damn thing. I also, need a lawyer. Also, famously, the music industry is... The worst. Oh my god! With contracts. No, my homie is a songwriter, and because you know I'm a writer, I'm like, you know what? I'm interested in that and exploring another medium. Like, yeah. I would love to see that about songwriting. He wrote "Needing Me." He Whoa. wrote. He's like, yeah, Beyonce self-titled the pink one. He's like all over that. Like, he's phenomenal, right? But he's been at this. I mean, since he could talk, and I've been knowing him since 2006, and so he's been like in the trenches, like hustling, right? So, Greta, I asked him, I'm like, so how much do you guys get paid for a session? I'm, like, curious, you know. And they were like, what? Like, <laughs> he, was like, he was like, I pay for it. <laughs> Girl, no. He was like, first of all, we're there for free. Sometimes we get food. Um, and, and he was like, then not only does your song have to make the album, it has to be a hit. Right, because then you get paid based on what, charting or, like, It's plays? crazy. I was like, girl, whether or not Trevor said my joke, the check cleared. <laughs> right, 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 right. Whether I'm there, I'm there fucking eight to ten hours a day. You got what? It's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, the music industry bad. So yeah, with the whole thing with Orlando Bloom, like when you had said that, like I, I notoriously wouldn't sign nothing. That's fucking insane that he I got know. that for a hundred seventy five thousand. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. Okay. So the, to rectify the wrong, we're in the guidance yeah, yeah, counselor yeah, yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Um, no, everybody was really great to me. Even the people that I told you would make, try to roast me or make fun of me, or which something that was great too at our school. We had a stoop for, just for roasting, mm. so we would all get on our chirp and be like, "Yo, they about to take it to the stoop." And like, if you were roasting somebody and you got ate up, we would roast you. It was really bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that would get. They would like make fun of me for being a virgin, not having sex, and all this and that. But I, but in retrospect, I know that they respected me. Right. Um, so I really was not um, really made fun of or really bullied like that. Everybody, I was well-liked, mm -hmm. and I was cool with everybody, like the misfits, like the stoners, the cheerleaders. The, I thought it was all stupid. Right. I'm like, no, I think you're I think you're whack if you were like, I don't have a plan after high school. I'm probably just going to like smoke weed all day. I'm like, you're a fucking loser. Yeah. So that those were the only people that I just was not fucking yeah. with because I was very much so about being around people who I knew would be great. Um, I would say that I would apologize mm. because I was such a self-righteous um 
little church girl and I was um, very much so not flexible as a producer, as somebody that was like working in collaboration with mm. like the other dancers and stuff like that. And we were doing things that were creative. It was really much so by way of the highway. And I think that comes with anybody. That's, that's a sign when you could tell that they're green. Mm. That's a real good sign. And when they have too much emotion attached to a project. Yeah. Cause it's like, baby, success has many fathers, yeah. you know? So it's not just you. So I would just apologize because I know that there are people that I probably hurt by being judgmental, by putting them saying like, girl you go to hell for that like just putting them in a place that x what (laughs) right but i didn't know you know i didn't know any better so i think that in this guiding counselor's office i would just like to apologize to people that i know that i've hurt yeah i know that i've hurt um and oh actually no there was a thing it just came to me what that i did that was and to this day i probably shed one tear of a thing that i did okay Whoa. So there was this guy who was a phenomenal dancer. Oh, my fucking God. I'm so mad he didn't stick with it. But he did not come from the most, um, I would say the most not only supportive family, but financially they were not doing well. So the way that he would dress and certain things like that was not like we were, like I said, I would be in sweats and stuff like that, but it you can be fly and, or right. what in high school, what they categorize as fly and stuff like that and still be clean. So they had called him, they had nicknamed him and called him dirty. Right. And they were roasting him and talking about him so badly. And I was laughing so hard. Mm. And they were roasting him, Greta. And then I saw his face. And it just killed me. And I walked up to him. And I was like, oh, my God. That's so fucked up that they were making fun of you. I'm so sorry. And he said, you know what? It hurts when you laugh, too. And to this day, I know I have to take a second. That's intense and so I know. I have to take a second. I have to take a second. Yeah. Because just to know that, like, I participated, you know, in that. And you're just a kid. I know. And, you know, and they're making fun. And you're just thinking that, like, oh, we all roast each other. But they got to roast. they, They were calling him dirty. And then they got they were roasting, you know, his fit and everything like that. And you think, like, we're just, like roasting each other and cracking on each other's fit and especially in like and like black and minority cultures that's just how we show love that's what we do like i mean like literally all my aunts everybody like that's just what it is like we we show love in that regard but just to know and i think about that all the time so i'm always mindful if somebody is being made fun of and i know that it's not in like good faith and I know that you don't know that person even if I think it's funny I refuse to laugh because it's like the laugh is I think that hurts even more yeah because that is like the validation of the meanness right and it it, ed- it edges people on yeah so Damn. I would like that just came to me so I would like to apologize for that that's really beautiful yeah and being serious yeah I know I know, Greta. It was when he said that that really hit me. That really, really hit me. And I, I just could, I, I only could look at him. Like my jaw dropped and I was like, well, it's so hard. And I didn't want to cry at the time in front of him because I'm like, in the moment, I'm like, this is his moment and I'm not about to make this be about me. 
you know, and I felt so bad in that right. moment. And I, and from then, I just, I, whenever they would roast him, I knew I had no control over the guys that were doing it. Right. I just wouldn't go over there. Well, roasting is only fun when the person getting roasted is having fun while it's happening. 100%. Or like, if they're responding. He right, wasn't even roasting right, right, back. Right. So then we're, th- now then we're, you're just now like we're kicking bullying. someone when they're down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's bullying. Damn. Well, you're forgiven. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, think, I say no. I, no I, I think he. I think he would forgive me too. And I think you know we were young and we were in high school. We did a lot of dumb shit, but I definitely. I think about that, and whenever I think about that, I get emotional because well, I look. see I'm in that moment. And I see him, and I like you can feel it. Yeah. And it's those things stick with you, but those are the kinds of things that like, you know, we all think about times in our lives and it's also happened to you where you're like I wonder if that person ever learned or ever grew or yeah, ever yeah. changed and it's like you changed and you grew and I you did learned. I did shout out to New York because it wasn't until I got there I got there at 26 and you know that's when our brain is fully formed mm-hmm. which is why I left a terrible ex at the time and so when I got there in New York people were like hey you think really small like hey you know, you're really just mental. Or like, hey, you're really close-minded because New York is just a fucking just... It's a whirlwind. Yeah, of just every type of person. And so I'm very grateful at the people that gave me grace in that regard because they didn't have to tell me that. And now that my mind is so open and now that even when it comes to religion, I'm very clear that I believe what I believe because I'm a black girl from South Central. If I was a Japanese girl, I'd be Buddhist. If I was in most parts of Africa, I'd be Muslim. You know, so it's like, who am I to say that this is the end all be all? I do believe that everybody needs something to believe in, even if it's just a fucking walk in the sun or meditation, because, you know, the world can be a very scary and unfair fucking place. And I think you need something to believe in beyond this grave. 100%. Yeah. Um, What advice would you give your high school self if you could go back in time? Um, I think the advice that I would give my high school self is that um, I suffered a huge loss. My brother got killed by a drunk driver when I was 15. So when that happened, I developed an eating disorder of um, emotionally eating. And I think that I would tell myself at that time that you're going to be more than okay. Your brother needed to go for a specific reason and you're going to find out. The Lord is going to reveal that to you. And your reason for emotionally eating, you'll figure that out and you'll overcome it over time. But you got to give yourself some time. And I think um, I would say stop being so hard on yourself because when my brother passed, I just like plunged into creating and performing even more because I needed an outlet. But I would definitely tell myself that. And I like made sure that I finished like I I maybe took off a week or two of school. Like I did not fuck around, Greta. I was not. How old was your brother? He died at 25. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he was incarcerated most of my life for a crime that he didn't commit. But you know, um, hood politics doesn't allow you to snitch because something worse could happen. So he stayed in jail for a long time, most of my life, and I got a year with him and then he passed. I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank you. Damn. Yeah. 
So I would tell myself not that. Not I've as been crying so all deep I've been pod. like crying on these podcasts. I did podcasts. not. Greta, when I tell you I was not coming in, all these things for high school are no, like coming up as I'm sitting here. Well, but I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, these years, these years are transformative. They these are. years inform like so much of uh, who we are and who we become. And I think that's why I'm so fascinated in talking about, in talking yeah. about it. Um, but on to something exciting yeah let's talk a little bit about prom let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about what you wore to prom yeah, yeah yeah because you were iconically prom queen prom queen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i um got my dress made absolutely get i was a like custom a custom piece 100 <laughs> percent. you're not getting off the rack honey absolutely not I was you wouldn't so... but dare <laughs> I was terrible. I was like, mom. She was like, yes. Like, my mom was Couturier. so. Absolute. And um, it was the woman who made my quinceanera dress. So she Beautiful. made my prom dress. And I wanted to wear mint green. And my mom was very old school. Like, I, we went to MAC to get my makeup done. And as oh the woman Oh, my was, God. I used to love L-O-V-E going to MAC. 100%. And my mom was like, tone it down. No. More, <laughs> more, more. Like, Virginia did not play when it came to, like, well, being grown. Mac, no. Mac yeah, makeup artist yeah. definitely, like, <laughs> took it to the head. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. lot going on. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was drag adjacent, 100%. Drag-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then my date... Um, he had his license and he was an underclass one year under me, but he knew all of us, so it was great for him. Shout out to Al Kwan. He was the best because I fell asleep. Like that day was the longest day. And because I won prom queen, we got to go to after prom for free. But we had a two seater Porsche 2005. Oh my God. Absolutely. His dad had a lot of connects in different places. And I wanted to ride, I wanted to take the Lamborghini, but he was like, I'm too scared. It's too close to the ground X. And I was like, Fuck. I, I also like, love you being like, we're going to take the Lambo. I wanted the Lambo. His dad and the Lambo was like, yes. His dad was like, pick a car, any car. And I was like, that's the one I wanted. Yeah. But he was scared. And I was like, no, okay, you're driving. I don't yeah, have a license. Yeah. But I wanted a two-seater Porsche because no one can ride with this. I was not going to do all that. No. And limo shit. No. And I was asleep like for like an hour into after prom and woke up. And he was just like standing outside waiting. I was like, why didn't you wake me up? We could have been there partying. He was like, you obviously needed to sleep. I wasn't going to wake you up. My God. I what know, a nice day. Yeah, and so we went in. We had a good ass time. And in LA, the um, what would used to be, I don't know, it might have changed now with the Gen Z girlies, but it was prom after prom. That next morning, you go to Six Flags, and that's what we. Oh did. my god, that's so fun! Magic Mountain. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, I want to. When we were driving to Ren Fair, I was like, should we just peel off and go to Magic Mountain <laughs> instead? Yeah, I have not been to a Best Six Flags cake. in a million years. Best fun, okay. And you got to go to the fair out here, Greta. I wow. think you would you would love the fair. It's it's around right now, but it comes back again in September. If you go Labor Day weekend, oh, it's a there dollar. we go. See, here's the thing. I think I'm really realizing now. I'm a fair girly. <laughs> I think I love a fair. I think you would. I think I'm gonna. I think I want to start traveling around, going to state fairs. No, 100. You know what I it's really want to do? List. I want to go to Texas. Ugh. That's yeah. The, that's that the is the best. mothership. One hundred percent. We need that's the flagship. Th- we need to. And I want to see Dolly. Like I want a oh, good at good old southern. Period. Honey. I want a good southern fest. I that's want ribs. I want everything. I want sweet tea. I want to go down there. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to have myself a goddamn time, honey. <laughs> Tevi is from Texas. Really? She's a Plano doll. It's a very good state fair. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, no. We could do a tour. Who's bad? Have your boots been under? Yeah, yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. I want to get a big old, what is it, a 10 gallon? Yeah, I'm going to get a 10 gallon hat. Put some fuck my tits hanging out my shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna get a goddamn belly ring. Absolutely. Oh my god, I want to get my belly button pierced. I'm no, I don't. Scared. I'm too I'm scared. scared. I'm too <laughs> scared. Do it on the pod. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's so intense. This isn't Vice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vice. R.I.P. That's another story. R.I.P. Oh my god, Vice. When they have like the people that are in like those like saw type masks oh, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about the shit, and they're like. I've been trafficking cocaine yeah. up my penis hole for 100%. it's like the most insane shit you've ever yeah. heard in your life. Yeah, I I love the one when they were talking about the sex parties. He oh, was I talking loved about, those. He was like, "It's so much blood," and I was like, "Jesus!" But they're always they're always British too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you always, can hear that undertone, yeah, right? In yeah, the, yeah. I, like, I can hear it. They're like when when I go to the party, everyone like is little bunnies with their. <laughs> Anal beads yes, and they like love stuffed animals. Yeah. Yeah. Furries. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. No, Vice Vice is iconic. But yeah, so prom prom was amazing. I won. And what I love is that um Prom was I amazing, I won. <laughs> <laughs> prom was amazing, I won. I won. <laughs> no, um, I love that. I was going up against two of my other girlfriends, mm. like my homies that I still love and are like cool with to this day and they were like oh my god bitch you're about to win like they were telling other people to vote like and when you won it was so good when and you yeah. win you win yeah it was great i had an amazing time and i don't know if other places do this but in la we have champagne parties it's like a big ass party to send you off for prom like it's catered I there's so much that. food oh my god. all my cousins like they came and had got bought all these fucking fireworks and it, it was like it was a huge ass event but i'm so used to that when um people are talking about their prom i'm like oh my god and your champagne party and they're like no and i'm like we have a backdrop yeah. of like oh. the theme of the party there's balloons everywhere we're taking prom poses baby it's a send-off and then the whole family has a big ass function i love it at the house when you go i'm obsessed with watching because it's prom season right now it is and i'm obsessed with watching prom um, entrances on TikTok where it will be like a carpet will be rolled out, the whole Love family it. will be outside, a song will play, mm -hmm. and you know, people really turn out looks in a way Absolutely. that like it's a little too grown now it's I might very be, yeah i might be in my auntie bag when i say that because it's a little too grown it's a little it's oh, a little absolutely the contour the highlight the all that i'm like baby girl you're 17. there are girls that truly look like i feel not to brag but i feel <laughs> like i look younger than oh, absolutely. Half of the, like, I feel like we Same. both look Same. younger than half of these girls. No, like, yeah. If I were to go to high school right now, I feel like I would stick out because I wasn't contoured. 100%. And then now they're starting off getting the work done early. Oh, yeah. They're getting the fucking filler. Yeah, they're getting yeah. all this shit. They're getting the tits. They're getting it all. And Especially it's just like, here. And I'm just, honey. <laughs> Crazy. I watch it. I'm obsessed with them on YouTube and on the TikTok. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little too much now. I'm very grateful I did not grow up in this era. Cause baby, all oh, you needed too. was some um, Moonlight Path for Bath and Body Works and a cute lip gloss. You was good to go. Good to go. And for me, all that you needed was a little bit of eyeliner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Virginia wasn't allowing that till 17. Oh, so well, there you go. The no school, makeup. Yeah. She was like, no makeup, none of yeah. that. You will not be grown. And I'm just, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, no, it, it was, it was good. Prom was amazing. Ch um, 
school, high school, and high school really gave me the confidence to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. I really love to hear that because for so many people that come on my show, it did the complete opposite. (laughs) No, I loved it. I'd do it again. I love that. I had so much support. And like I said, even the people that were like, ugh, ex is so churchy. She's not fucking. She's not having sex. She doesn't suck dick. What does she do? It's like, but there's there's a lot of respect in that. Honey, you have the rest of your life to suck dick, okay? (laughs) That's what I'm going to say to my kid. You have the rest of your life to suck dick. Oh, my God. Enjoy the years where you don't have a big (laughs) dick in your mouth. I cannot. Yeah, that, yeah, that, um, uh oh, fellatio. That's, I'm not, not a big fan. I don't, I don't do that. But I'm also like very old school in that regard. I've, I have never had that many partners because I can't handle casual sex. Well, let me tell you something. It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm very emotional. I'm like like Jasmine Sullivan. I'll bust the windows out your car. Like, you can't have sex with me. And then I see the next day. And you're just like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, don't, been don't act all casual, honey. You've been inside of me. My and pediatrician have been. Yeah. Like, you saw my urethra. And yeah. And you're just like, yo, what's up, Greta? We, yo, what's up? Yeah. We're married. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now we've, we've taken a blood oath to each other. Yeah, no, I can't handle it, so I don't do it. I know there's, there's people who, and if you're having consensual good sex, baby, do your thing. Women, get your orgasm as you should. But I'm just, I can't handle it. And I love that for you. Yeah. Um, and my last question on my absolutely iconic perfect podcast is yes. did you have a senior superlative? Yes, I had two. <gasps> we love a devil <laughs> on the show. What yes, were they? I was holding it because when you were talking about it before, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna tell I'm gonna tell her at the end. Wait, can I guess? Yeah. Were they or, well, first of all, are they traditional superlatives? Yeah. Okay. You definitely had most likely to be famous. Uh huh. But it was most talented. Yeah, most yeah. talented, mm-hmm. and I would have to say like most likely to be successful. It was best dancer. Wow, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, me and a homie Freddie J. I love that. Oh my god, I want to see. I want to go dancing with you. <laughs> I I was a dancer. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, I am. Um, definitely. Um. I actually am having a lot of reckoning with dancing right now because when I was um, 19, I was a background dancer for um, an artist that's now like come up through the ranks. He's um, mostly known as a writer. He's not like a huge, big um, um, artist like that. As of, as of yet, I feel like he will be because he's so talented. But his manager at the time told the choreographer that I was too fat. What? And I never danced again, Greta. No, we have to get you back in dancing. No, I know. So I'm I'm absolutely now at 35, you can't tell me shit. No, no, no. But no, I no. feel like that is definitely a lie that was placed on me that I have been living out for a long time. And I know that it's a lie, but at 19, my course, brain is not course. even fully formed. I'm discovering who the fuck I am and my identity. And my thing was... I, I was never too slow. It's not There's not a move that they gave me that I couldn't keep up with. I was smaller than what I am now, but I was still thicker than the other girls. And um, it broke me. It broke well, here's me. the thing. The blackening. Oh, my God. It's coming out. 100%. Juneteenth weekend. Tell a friend. It's coming out friend. this week. I mean, technically, when this podcast gets released, it'll be 
coming out. Oh my God. Okay, great. Yes. So go this weekend. You go must tell go. a friend. Even if you can't go, baby, just buy a ticket because we need to 100% continue to prove to these studios that black people do have huge power when it comes to people coming out. And we also need to keep comedies and theaters alive. And, you know, Dwayne Perkins, icon, who is an icon, what I need is actually a video of you and Dwayne. I need y'all to go to playground or uh-huh. to Millennium Dance or wherever. Oh my god, I'm, I'm so I'm too terrified. I okay, need, I need, a I need it. I, I need, need it. I we'll get there. Yeah, but I think that that'll be really good. Okay, yeah, I would love that. But Dwayne, I I would I need to train for some months before I go because well, girl, Dwayne is like a full on professional ass yeah, dancer no, now. Could be on Renaissance. Yes, <laughs> should maybe should be not the fair. No, no the shade tour, to the, the no shade to the goblins and goblins <laughs> of plenty. I, I love, him, but like, I'm talking about <laughs> Renaissance. Well, Beyonce. He should be at the Renaissance Fair. What? Swallowing, <laughs> swallowing swords. 100%. Yeah. yeah. With Orlando Bloom, and they get paid 107000 Ooh, Orlando. Justice for Orlando Bloom. Justice for Defund Orlando. the Lord of the Rings. Defund. I mean, can you believe it? Uh, it's terrible. Also, what got me, the first time I watched it, I said, how the fuck this is a fictional world and ain't no black people? They None. said, even in fantasy, they're not None. here. None. <laughs> There's literally like they everyone, said you shall not pass. Everyone is milk. Uh, no, honey. And then the little goblins that just get high and eat all day. <laughs> Shout out to them. What was they? Tabby. What was they called? In Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, the little the, look the up, little, look up the they little got, goblins. They got big feet and they have air mattresses Hobbits? for feet. Hobbits. Yeah. Shout Hobbits. out to the Hobbits. Um, iconic Hobbit. Uh, what was that Hobbit's name that was in that book that I, um, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Yes! Bilbo, so my senior year of high school, uh-huh. and we can end it on this, we had to write a senior paper. Okay. And it had to be a comparative, it was like a comparative lit paper where you would choose two of your favorite books and compare them, basically. Okay. I chose... The Odyssey, okay, Ooh. which I did love. She's an academic. I loved The Odyssey. <laughs> well, I was a huge stoner in high school. Love that. Huge stoner. I was not a good student. I was the opposite of you. You okay. would have seen me and you would have been like, no, you would have fucked with me. I we would have liked each other. Um, but I chose The Odyssey and mm. I chose The Hobbit. Mm. A little fun fact about me, never read The Hobbit. <laughs> So I'm writing an essay about these two. I did read the Odyssey, but in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm like, it can, I don't like, I don't know, like little Hobbit guy going through a journey. They're both going through these big journeys, trying to find their way, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I did Spark Notes, obviously, use Spark Notes Have for to. the whole Hobbit, and then afterward, my teacher, who I loved, Louise, um. Pull me aside because we would have one on ones about these papers. And mm-hmm. she gave me, I got like an A minus on my paper. And she literally said, She was like, I'm giving you this grade because I'm so impressed that you wrote a paper about a book you had never read. And I was like, Oh, and she was just like, Red I'm you. blown away. Chopped. Yeah, but she was Chopped. like, she was like, it was so clear to me you had never read it, 
but I was but the so commitment. Impressed. She, yeah. and, and that's where your comedic journey began because she literally said without saying it, you yeah. committed to the bit. Yeah. The commit to the bit yeah. was A minus. I completely missed the mark, mm-hmm. but I executed supremely well. 100%. And you know, I went through select all periods, size 14 <laughs> font, bump that page count a little bit more. I was doing all oh my the God. margins, honey, we're fucking around. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. No, yeah. And I think so too. I think um, there are teachers like that that mean so much to us. And I think I, I definitely know teachers that will pour into me and they would get so frustrated with me because I was always just talk, talk, talking. Mm-hmm. And my mom would be like, well, give her more work because I would get A-U-U. So meaning like as far as like unsatisfactory, as far as like um, talks too much, always talks too much, always doing bits, always doing jokes. Didn't know that they were called bits and jokes, but of just course. like just being fucking funny. We just and knew just it as being annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, honey, annoying. And that was my most brilliant work. I was like, first of all, everyone's laughing. I'm obviously killing i should have stitched this together <laughs> and it could be my fucking hour 100 percent, literally yeah, yeah yeah but i had teachers that really like would just shake their head and lol because they were just like x you are just you're gonna be something you're gonna do something but i was also so determined and i was like i was like annoyingly focused i love that. and like just too much that a child <laughs> shouldn't I mean, be but i just knew i was like listen janet did it and this is what she said when so you know you know that. yeah I mean, Kate Berlant literally did a stand-up set for her senior year project (laughs) at her high school. Which I think is amazing. I think that is iconic. Yeah, like when you when you know you're just listening. Yeah. And I asked her, we were like, was it good? And she was like, Yeah, I spent my whole time in high school writing it. And I was like, Well, honey, here we are. Look at it. No, I know. But the people like you all that I meet that are at the top of the game and that are killing it. We really are, and whether or not you believe on this podcast, I do believe. I think that we're we're anointed. I, and that's and you know what, from your mouth to God's ears. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow, what another perfect episode of my gorgeous podcast. Everyone, please go and see the blackening. I'm gonna go and see it because I literally, it's I can't. I have I've been shaking in my boots to see this oh goddamn God. movie. I can't wait for you to meet Shanika. She is. It's just everything that I, it's everything that I want. I'm a huge horror comedy mm-hmm. person. Oh, same. And it's I perfect for me. I saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies twice in theaters. Yeah. And it's like, it's perfect for me. That's the genre that I want to live in. Yeah. And then when everyone in it is hot, honey, that's a No, I know. Top. I know. The, and the whole cast is amazing. And I can't wait for you guys to see like seven hitters, like all actors and comedians. And I'm so excited for you guys to see Grace Byers be so funny as Love fuck. It. And like, I think we've mostly seen her in like a dramatic sense mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think she's like, like teeter tottered in like dramedy set um, within Harlem. That's on Amazon Prime. If you guys haven't checked it out, they have season one and two up. But she is so funny and so dumb. And it. it's, it's, it's such a good film. And I want everyone to go out and see it. And if you haven't already, please watch American Auto on Peacock. We have seasons one and two. Yes, American Auto. I mean, you're in everything. Yeah, watch I'm American not. Auto on Peacock. Watch Swarm on watch Amazon Swarm, Prime. Yes. I loved Swarm. Keep an eye out for the Please Don't Destroy movie. Yes, coming Honey. out this fall on Peacock as well. There we go. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm so blessed. I can't believe these things are happening, but I'm very humbled and grateful by them. And thank you so much, Greta. Thank you so much, X. I did not mean to get so deep. I didn't know. We, I, didn't I think love it. it. I love getting Oprah deep. On that too. Honey, I love getting deep on the pod. A little super soul Sunday. You gotta get deep on the pod. (laughs) If you can't 
can't get deep on Super. Where can See, you get? See, you're Superlatives, honey. Where can you get deep? Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere. Not in therapy, I'll tell yes, you that and much. more of the story, you got a lot of time to suck dicks. So just That's, wait. So just wait. <laughs> just wait. Oh, thank you all so much for listening. Um... Please only give me positive reviews, okay? <laughs> write us in, write in, write in to us. Write into us at seniorsuperlativespod at gmail.com for a classmates corner. And yeah, you know, peace, blessings, abundance to us all, okay? And as I say every week, stay cool, never change. Until next time, ciao. That was a headgum podcast. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 